Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. About nine months ago, we here at CR launched what we called Project Elite, a program offering NIL-related opportunities to the countless collegiate tennis players found across the country. On today's podcast, I'm so excited to speak with the newest member of our Project Elite team, the first person to be joining us from the Division Three collegiate level, of course. It's Case Western All-American James Hopper who joins me on the show today to talk about both his incredible collegiate career as well as the success of his Case Western team here throughout this 2022 season. And for those of you who don't know, Case Western captured their first men's national indoor title this season. They knocked off rival University of Chicago on their way to doing so. Of course, Case Westerns just lost one Division Three match this season. That's the loss they suffered in their conference tournament finale to the aforementioned mentioned University of Chicago. And look, this Case Western team, having won the National Indoor Championship this year, having reached the NCAA final last season, they are unequivocally one of, if not the favorites, to capture the Division Three title this year. And as such, it was incredible to have the opportunity to speak with one of the leaders of their teams in James Hopper. Of course, James reached the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament last year, one of the top-ranked players in Division Three college tennis this season. It was great to get to to pick James's brain about he and his team's success, what it's going to take for them to get over the hump, capture that NCAA title this May. Of course, I also wanted to talk to James about his pro aspirations. I had the chance to see him compete as a wildcard recipient at this year's Cleveland Challenger. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. At least that's what I observed. I'm, I was curious if he felt the same way and what takeaways he uh, learned from his experience competing at the Challenger. Again, it's a fascinating conversation that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy, of course, if you're looking for other updates on what's happening across levels in the tennis world. Rest assured, we've got you covered. We're previewing all things Division One men's and women's NCAA tournament on our Great Shot podcast feed this week. We've got one more episode to go. It is a mailbag edition. We're answering all of your final questions before postseason play begins. You can watch that live on our YouTube channel, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. You can also listen to it before play begins on Friday as well. Of course, we're also covering all the action happening in Madrid on the ATP and WTA Tour. For the latest updates, go check out the Mini Break podcast feed. And of course, for all that content, check out our website, CrackRackets.com. Of course, the reason we're able to do these podcasts here on the Cracked Interviews feed day in, day out is because of the support we get from our friends at Swing Vision, who are on the forefront of all innovations happening related to artificial intelligence in tennis. If you would like to learn more or perhaps have access to that information too, that data. You can do so by downloading the Swing Vision app on your phone today. Use that promo code CRACK20 when you sign up. You'll get $20 off a 14-day pro trial. Trust me, folks, the most efficient way to improve your tennis game in the modern day. Download that Swing Vision app today. You can learn more by clicking on the link in the description to this podcast. With all of that said, let's get to it. My conversation with the newest member of our Project Elite team and Case Western All-American, James Hopper. Hey, crack fans. 
Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, Friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Joining us on the podcast for the first time today is a man you know best as an ITA All-American during his time at Case Western. Of course, a man we now know as the newest member of Project Elite here at Crack Rackets. It's our friend James Hopper. James, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it is my pleasure. I feel like it's always fun to be introduced as an All-American, right? Like that never gets old. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It yeah, doesn't for sure. I can only imagine. And obviously now you're not only going to be introduced as an All-American, but obviously you guys at Case Western were able to do something pretty special this season in capturing the first ITA National Indoor Championship. And obviously I want to talk about you guys 21-4 and four overall on the season and everything that comes with it. But the first question I have to ask is, I know your head coach, Todd. Talk about a man who loves all aspects of college tennis. Is he still glowing from that national title run? Like, I can only imagine as excited as the team was, what that must have meant to him. Yeah, it definitely meant a lot for him. Um, we've been putting in a lot of hard work over the past couple of years leading up to it. Uh, we gotten pretty close a couple of times, so it definitely felt good for all of us, and we could all definitely see it with him. Um, he enjoyed it a lot, but now focus has shifted like we celebrated for a couple of days after for that week and then focus shifted to our conference tournament and then um now to the ncaa tournament in a couple of weeks yeah and i want to again talk about your preparations how the team looks but you mentioned something interesting to me uh before we started the podcast that this was the first conference tournament you were able to play and you know you are a junior now and you think back your first season i'm doing the math it was what that 2019 2020 year which of course is the season where in the beginning of march all play is halted due to the arising covid pandemic Three years of this now, all three of your years, you know, again, have been covered by this, by COVID circumstances. 
has this season been any sort of return to normalcy for you and the team? Um, I definitely think this year has been been a lot more normal, um, that especially last year. Although we were granted to play um, NCAAs, it was all of our regular season was just only teams in Ohio, so it still f- felt very restricted, and there were no overnights at all. So um, that definitely felt different. So it was definitely good just to be on the road again with all the guys, feeling a lot more like a normal season and honestly even my freshman year we got cut short before we really got to travel much I mean we went to spring break and then came back and it all got cut so yeah and I know it's a bit in the rearview mirror now but I am curious because you again all three of your college years not just tennis but life have been uh, interacting with this COVID pandemic What's that like? I know that sounds like a stupid question, but has it been frustrating? Like what what frustrations, what joys maybe? What what has this experience been like for you? It's definitely been tough overall, both with um, just limitations, like with like tennis as as long as um, I've been here. And then also with school too. My fall, we had like a fairly regular normal semester which was like super fun to get thrown into and then it kind of all just got taken away um so it was just a little teaser of what it could three years could have been like which is always frustrating but now it's definitely getting back to that what it was my uh freshman fall so that's at least exciting and looking forward to next year um with everything about the pandemic so yeah yeah, no, again, hopefully. I mean, I think about the little luxuries I took advantage of in college, and it's like for the first two years, those luxuries did not exist to you. And I can't even imagine what that's like. And I'm sure it has been some solace to be able to turn to the tennis court. And certainly you've had a ton of success throughout the course of your career. And again, I want to get back to the guys this season. You guys, 21-4 and four overall. And it hasn't been the same six in each and every match. You guys have played a bunch of different players throughout the course of the season. Now, uh, obviously for you, I know you know, you've dealt with different things and you haven't played that many matches this year, but talk to me about the depth you have on your roster, what it's like to have this many guys contributing throughout the course of a year. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Actually, we brought in a really strong um, freshman class this year. They're all, all five guys that came in were very deep. Um, it's, it's a lot better than last year, I would say, um, depth wise, but last year we thought we were in a very deep position and then it's crazy to think how now we have almost everybody on our roster can compete with each other. So it's definitely fun at practice because nothing's like given, like everybody's always fighting, you know, against each other. It's always competitive. There's nothing really that's free. Um, and it's always nice that so a guy gets injured in the lineup, something's not going right. You know, that we have four or five other guys that can just step in there and are just as good. Mm-hmm. And for you, looking at the stats from the season, five and five in the matches you finished this year. Now, obviously, you know, when you look at the big matches you guys played this season, you got a big win at the National Indoors over Gustavus Adolphus, or, you know, you were certainly playing at the National Indoors against Trinity in the semifinals, against Chicago in the finals as well. That said, I'm curious for you personally, because again, you're a junior, you're looking to get your matches in, and, you know, you're coming off of an NCAA quarterfinal appearance. I'm sure you'd like to one up that this season as well frustrating for you or fun to get to be on the bench and see all the guys play uh it's definitely good to see especially a lot of our underclassmen and freshmen getting good reps because 
that's definitely going to be important for next year with um, our five and six leaving. Um, it's important that we want to develop those guys too. But definitely frustrating a little that the matches I have been in, I haven't performed as I've wanted to. But one big thing, just looking from last year when, uh, like you said, in the quarterfinals, the biggest thing that me and coach felt was the issue was just so I played so many matches in the spring that my body just gave out um, in the heat playing in both singles and doubles tournament after a long three days, like in the tournament leading up to the final. So I think just uh, match limitation and like managing the body was a big thing, which has definitely been nice. I feel like my body is in a lot better condition going into the postseason now than it was last year. Um, and other guys getting reps is always good and fun to be on the sidelines for a little and cheer. So that's interesting. So this was a targeted effort by you and Todd. This was, again, a reflection off of last year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I mean, again, obviously you've got big matches ahead of you and it's not as though you're not playing match in, match out. You and Jonathan Powell, 14 and three overall in the year at the number one doubles spot. I want to ask about your success, obviously in college, but I was at the Cleveland Challenger and I got to watch you guys play Will Blumberg, Max Schnur, who go on to win the title was a four and two loss for you guys in the first round. Now, I don't want to be disrespectful to Jonathan, but there was a moment in that first set where you were the best player on the court. And that, I mean, again, that is my observation against a guy in Blum, Will Blumberg, who was one of, if not the best col- Division One college doubles player in his time. And he and Max have won countless challenger titles together. I'm curious if you felt that at all in your if, in your experience in that Cleveland match. If you felt maybe not the best player on the court, but certainly you and Jonathan were on the level and how the confidence you may have gained from that translated to this season. No, I definitely think so, for sure. Um, also, like in all three of the challenger matches for dubs that I've played. I felt like all three of the matches we were in it. Um, it wasn't like an absolute beat down, like all the, these points, like we're in it, which is always a nice confidence boost afterwards, knowing that um, my game, at least for doubles is at that level. And um, it's, I don't really notice it on court necessarily. Cause I kind of just like go out there and just swing the racket around. Sure. But um yeah, no, it's definitely a good confidence boost afterwards. And I think it's definitely helped us going in to the rest of our season, just knowing that if we can hang and compete at that level, then there's really nothing that we're going to see throughout the year that is going to like surprise us. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to hear you say that because when I watch you play, I do see someone who, for lack of a better term, you're just a gamer. Like, I feel like you're a guy, give them the rackets, roll the balls out on the court and you're going to rely on your athleticism, which, if I may say, there's a healthy dose of it. I feel like you're – and correct me if I'm wrong. The thing you may do best is your ability to master the speed of your opponent in that whatever speed they're playing at, if it's Blumberg-Schnur, if it's NCAA quarterfinals, if it's you know random match on a Tuesday in conference play. I feel like maybe sometimes it's to your detriment, but also that is maybe also your biggest strength. No, I definitely agree um, that – at least like the the speed of my play and just the way I'm moving around the court definitely uh, fluctuates depending on the other who's on the other side for mm-hmm. sure. No, and I mean again, I'm sure you gained confidence there. Now let me ask, Jonathan, Felix, Nico, you get to play one match again. Who are you picking as your challenger partner? Uh, I had a lot of fun playing with Felix actually. Yeah, I, I thought, imagine. I thought we were right. We were right there. We should have had that one. Um, Three sets with one, Galloway one and Lawson is a hell of a result. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, a couple points here and there in the second got broken. And then they played a great breaker to be fair. Um, there wasn't much we could have done, but yeah, that was a lot of fun playing with Felix. Yeah. And again, talking about doubles in general, looking at the success your team has had this season, 60 and 11 in individual double sets in the dual match play. And obviously the difference between division one and division three for our listeners who don't know is that all of these points are worth one point to the board. You guys have put 60 points on the board in doubles. Talk to me about, again, and you've played a bunch of different pairings as well, but how much is that stressed in practice and what do you attribute to that success? Uh, It's stressed pretty heavily, Um, especially with our depth this year. We feel as though if we go up 3-0 after dubs, there's not really a team that's going to compete with us like in singles. We're so deep that it's always settling because we can just go out there and uh, you know, play our games and not play very loose, which is very freeing. Even 2-1, um, if we get a couple points on the board, we, we always feel very confident going into singles. So, yeah, it's a very it's stressed very heavily um, in practice every day, always doing doubles drills. Um, we usually alternate um, like singles day, doubles day, singles day, doubles day. Yeah. Do you and Jonathan have a better record in matches or in practice? Um... I honestly don't know. It's probably pretty pretty even yeah. um, for the most part. Yeah. All that tells me is you're kicking some derriere in practice as well. That's what I like to hear. And now, again, talk, looking at the depth of your team and what you guys have been able to accomplish, let's go to uh, that national indoors because obviously last season you guys make the NCAA finals and that sort of experience and to bring back the majority of the crew – did you feel going into the national indoors that you guys were the favorites? Uh, we definitely, we definitely felt at least going into it um, that we were, I, if not the only favorite, one of the two favorites. Um, it, we were stressed pretty heavily to try and go into the final against Chicago. Um, we've not in, in the history of us playing against each other. We've not beaten them too many times. They've kind of kicked our <laughs> so that one we we really went into with um, the underdog mentality just to go firing. But no, for sure, it, we definitely with our depth and the sort of guys we brought back from last year, um, we definitely felt in a very good position going into the tournament. So let's talk about that Chicago match. Your team, you know, eight four win for you guys at number two doubles, eight two win at number three. It comes down to a tiebreaker on your court on court number one, and again. The difference between 3-0 and 2-1 is monumental because then you get to three points in doubles. You need to win two singles matches. Like the depth you have, to your point, uh, it's pretty undeniable. Talk to me about the tiebreaker. Talk to me. I mean, I assume you were scoreboard watching. You kind of realized, oh, we won both of these. It's down to us now. What's that match like? Well, actually, second doves was we finished a point away from each other. So they... I was returning for our uh, match point and they they won their match and then we won the next point. So it was actually pretty close. But yeah, we, we definitely knew it had been uh, we'd exchanged a couple breaks back and forth in the set and it got to the breaker. Um, and we just kind of we emphasize breakers a tons of practice. We play them all the time. So we just went in swinging away and it's one one breaker, especially with. The other seeing how the other guys are playing, we felt pretty confident we were going to get two, so we kind of really didn't have anything to lose. So that was definitely um, nice for us to just go out there and try to get the seven points before they did. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, no, and again, you looking at what you guys were able to do, and I think you win, what, four first sets in singles as well, and I'm sure when you take that 7-5 set, Jonathan is pretty close to the finish line or getting closer to it. Are you? Where were you in your match? Were you playing a point when Jonathan clinches? And then you hear the roar and you drop the racket and sprint. Like, well, give me your reaction. So I had actually just sat down to be on a changeover, <laughs> okay. so I could not have been any further away from where <laughs> they were. So as soon as I saw it, uh, I was just, for the p- past couple games, like that whole previous changeover. I was like, my eyes were always down there on five and six because. Shy was up 4-1 when John was up 3-2, and then they got in a scoring argument, so that got John back up to 5-2, and so it was between them. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of keeping an eye down there the whole time, and as soon as I sat down and saw and it just made my way over there as quick as I could. Yeah, and obviously the sprint and the celebration was on. And look, at that point, you guys, again, capture the first uh, national indoor championship in program history. And, I mean, all you got to do is look at tennis recruiting. Obviously, you guys have been top five classes year after year after year. We talked about what it meant to Todd. What did it mean to the program? What was the response you guys got after capturing this title? It was pretty incredible, honestly. Um, One thing we definitely pride ourselves off of is how strong our alumni network is. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, the building was packed. There were like so many alumni that came back to watch, which was pretty awesome. And you're always getting texts from the guys who graduated last year. I think almost, I think every single guy who graduated last year came back. So there's a super strong crowd, which was awesome. Definitely all of us. Um, it meant so much too. Um, we've been, like I said before, working, working at this for three years now to get a, a natty chip. So it definitely was very relieving to have that. Does it make the pain of last year's final worth it? Yeah, not completely, um, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely helped a little for yeah. sure. No, that's fair. And again, uh, looking at what your team was able to do throughout the course of the season, 21 and four overall. And, you know, again, where were the losses in the schedule for you guys this season? Certainly you go and play Wayne State, who is not a division uh, two, t- uh, division three team, excuse me. And you play them on spring break, a 5-2 loss there. You play at Michigan, a 6-1 loss there. Obviously that is a different exception. The only conference loss or, you know, the only uh, loss you guys look at that you've put on uh, – because I think Northwestern is Northwestern Ohio D three. They're D two, right? No, they're NAIA. NAIA. That's what it is as well. So again, no D three losses on your resume this season. But you go to the conference tournament, and again, a five zero win over NYU, five zero win over Emory. This time, it's Chicago who gets you guys five zero in that final. Let's just start, first of all, conference tournament. And again, you mentioned this to me before. This was your team's first conference tournament. Did you feel that as you guys approached it? Uh, it was definitely a very new experience. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the guys, like, it wasn't too, it didn't, it almost seemed like we did it last year because the way that our, like, finals worked, we were in 
we were in finals week during our regional NCAAs last year, and we were in finals week for conferences this year. So it almost felt similar in a way, but it was definitely it really weird to only have four guys on our team who have played a conference tournament before, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which was pretty crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, again, a new experience, and I think it's worth noting you guys play the same doubles lineup you guys did against them in the national indoor final, and again, they're able to flip those results, and, you know, 8-5, 8-7, 8-4, close doubles matches across the board, you know, talk to me about what you guys learned from that experience, certainly playing in Florida, outdoors, I imagine that was different, but what was the takeaway from, you know, again, that match? Yeah, definitely the big thing we took away was just, they played better outdoor doubles than us um, in the match. We've struggled to get outside, honestly. The weather's been pretty awful um, out here in Cleveland this year. It's been a rough winter, so definitely it was tough to adjust to outdoor doubles. Um, Just we've only been outside a handful of times, so that was probably the biggest thing. All of the singles matches, for the most part, were all in it. Um, We like our chances of winning the four courts that hadn't finished. Um, they're all three of them were about to be, or two of them were in three sets already. One of them was about to go to three and the other Chai was about to win. So definitely the five Oh result, um, definitely struck us a lot. Um, and it was probably good for us, especially going into the tournament. I think we definitely needed that to fire us up, uh, more, but I'd say the biggest thing, like, we get one or two of those doubles points and then it's a completely different match. Um, again, just going down three zero, it's very tough to come back and win five, sing- all, five singles courts. So, mm-hmm. no, I mean, you mentioned it good wake up call in the end, I'm sure in the moment. And it's been about a week, a little bit over since that match. Uh, you've had some time to reflect. Uh, did it light a fire? De- I think definitely for sure. A lot of, a lot of our guys, especially, especially the guys who weren't on the team last year um, to experience like what happened in the final. I think it was definitely good for our team overall to experience that again this year. Um, I mean, it couldn't have come at a better time right before NCAAs. So we're definitely all going to be fired up for uh, these next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And, you know, again, you mentioned it on the team you had earlier. You have five different freshmen on your team this season. You're an upperclassman now as well. What's that role been like for you throughout the course of the year? Do you feel like you're doing a little bit more coaching than perhaps you may have early in your career? Definitely, um, for sure, last semester, kind of breaking all all of them in. Just like if they ever need anything, um, coaches, our practices are pretty, very different to what a practice in high school would be like. So just adjustments with that. Um, just like with match play, if they have any questions, like kind of working them through it, especially on court. I found myself on court helping these guys out a lot more this year, which is definitely um, it's new, but it's nice because that's what I experienced my first couple of years here. So it's nice to, you know, pay it forward to the younger guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, as you look uh, across the board now, certainly uh you guys are going to have the opportunity, it looks like, to compete in the, I mean, I will be shocked if you guys aren't in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, again, you guys were the finalists last year. You've lost one Division Three match this season. And certainly, I think, what, you're currently still ranked number one, I believe, in the latest iteration of the Central uh, of the Central Region. New ones will come out soon. It'll be you or Chicago. 
Chicago. So you yeah. guys should both be getting in to the NCAA tournament. And look, you're still the number one player right now in the singles rankings in the central region as well as you look towards that NCAA tournament, which will start not this weekend, but I believe next weekend or the week after that. You know, what are the focuses for you and the team to best prepare yourself? Uh, just like preparing ourselves as best we can, like staying fired up at practice, not getting lazy, especially now that school's out, you know, making sure we're still on our, on top of everything, um, getting like extra fitness workouts in, just make sure we're playing a lot and keeping the intensity up is probably the biggest thing, especially now that the weather's warming up. Um, it's going to be a lot more fun outside to be with these guys and not worrying about school. So yeah. that's probably the biggest thing we're looking forward to over these next couple of weeks. It's got to be nice to have that burden removed, right? Like you do have a 10-day a training block, right? Like is that sort of the way you kind of view it as? No, definitely. Especially now, like we can just come back, relax after practice and stuff instead of having to sit down, go to class and grind work for hours. So, yeah, no, it's definitely a relief um, to get out of of school. And you'd be like, hey, do you want to go hit again? Like we got nothing to do today. It's 6 p.m. I already took my two hour nap. My legs feel great. Like, yeah, that is the lug. That's the college luxury. Let me tell you, God, there's nothing I miss more than naps. Um, But uh, with that in mind, again, I want to talk about you a little bit as well, because uh, I know you have pro aspirations and I know that's something, you know, obviously you've played the Cleveland Challenger events, but that's something you want to consider. You're focused on the here and now in May, but as you look towards the summer and the fall, is that something you're going to try and dabble your toes in perhaps a bit more? Go play some ITF qualifying, hopefully some main draws? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I've been starting to look at um, some of the tournaments over the summer for sure. Um, Just traveling around, seeing like what I can get into, uh, any quality tournaments that are line up um for sure no definitely getting a, a ton of match play in this summer is the goal and going into the fall as well mm-hmm. did you always have those pro aspirations because for people who don't know your former four-star recruit tennis recruiting although i'm sure in your day it was more about the utr um and i gotta say you know i think the northeast gets a bad rap for tennis you know uh, there's a lot of good players who come out of new york but most of them move to florida um but with that in mind you know, again, did you always have these pro aspirations? What ultimately leads you to a place like Case? So I originally, no, I did not. When I chose to come to Case, it was definitely my intentions were, you know, I'm going to get a really good education along with competing for a national title, which is definitely what I wanted to do. Um, and then over the course of my freshman year, my game like went up at a whole nother level and then especially the first big time when I was like, Oh, like I, I want to do this was um, when I got the first wild card in the Cleveland challenger. That's really when I started to like open my eyes to it and um, get more of a perspective on it all. Cause I really didn't, I hadn't looked into it a lot. I just been like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to have that sort of opportunity. And then, you know, here we are now like talking about it. So it's pretty crazy how it's all unfolded, but yeah, no, that that's half the fun. And look, I mean, I know this is down the road. I don't want to get you in trouble. You have an extra year of eligibility, certainly. And I know you're junior right now and I'm sure you're pre-med, right? Did I do my research correctly? No, not pre-med. No, I'm 
Biomedical engineering. Bio, there's a med in there. There's a med in there. Yeah. Throw in the med. Biomedical engineering, which, by the way, bravo to you. Um, that's what we really need. Yeah. So someone took the pandemic to heart. Bravo. Um, but, you know, with that in mind, is, are, are you going to use all five of your years for college is really because you have an extra season? Is that something you're for sure uh, going to attempt to, or, you know, uh, try to do? Yeah, no, definitely. I'm planning on using um, my extra year eligibility for sure. That's definitely something I want to do. Um, get a master's in something while while I'm at it doesn't doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, no, and don't get mad at me, Todd. Is it for sure going to be at Case, or is that something you would consider maybe going elsewhere? So, because again, you're a number one player in your region, an NCAA quarter finalist, maybe better this season is try, you know, maybe you want to go sniff out division one or do something else different. Like, again, is that something you think about? It's definitely uh, in my head for sure. Um, kind of not trying to think about that. Um, yeah. There's still a lot of tennis left to play with these guys here over the next, the rest of this season and all of next year. So that's definitely my, like my priority in my head, but um, it's, I'm still, thinking and keeping an open mind to um, what I want to do for that extra year. Yeah, I had to ask the question. Otherwise, all the coaches would get mad at me. Um, no, I mean, that's fascinating to hear. And so you talk about those pro aspirations. This You talked about the traveling you're going to do this summer. Is it going to be a training summer as well? Like, will that be the focus? Because, you know, after junior year and biomedical engineering degree, uh, I'm sure you can find internships if you'd like them. Is it going to be a tennis-focused summer for you? Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, I was considering whether I wanted to look for any like internships this summer or not, but I decided that it was probably, I mean, if I have this opportunity, I want to go all in on it. I can always like look after um, like I play tennis, like you can't play tennis for the rest of your life at a high level. So you can always work for for after that. So definitely taking the most of uh, the opportunity while it's here. And yeah, it's just going to be all tennis this summer. I think Todd would disagree with you. He'd say, I still play tennis at an exceptional level. You can play it your whole life. No, I mean, do you know where you're going to train? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm kind of, I'm keeping my place here. So I think I'm just going to bounce around a little mm-hmm. uh, with tournaments. Again, try and get as many matches in as possible. Um, and then just getting like, either hits in at tournaments or like afterwards just with other guys trying to get as much playing as possible. So, yeah. No, I feel like there's good pockets of tennis too in Cleveland, right? Or Columbus isn't that far and all these different cities as well. And I'm sure again, hot ticket item, James Hopper available on the tennis training market. So, uh, anyone listening, you know, find him in the DMS. No, I mean, again, uh, with that in mind, and again, looking towards what you, uh, want to accomplish over the next couple of weeks with your team. Let's talk about your case, Western teammates. Let's, let's look again. I want to know about your teammates. I want to know your thoughts on them. Who's your favorite practice partner? Ooh, that's tough. I think I, for my game, uh, I love playing against Anch. He's just like rock solid and he doesn't hit, like doesn't give you any errors. So it's always a challenge to play against him. And honestly, the same goes for Chai. Chai has gotten the best of me so many times over the course of these three years. Like I think I've beaten him once or twice in practice. (laughs) Yeah. He's Um, just got your number. Yeah, no, definitely. So I'd probably say those two um, are my like favorite to play against because I feel like th- it pushes me the the most and it's always the toughest match against those guys. Mm-hmm. Best to get dinner with? Oh, I'd probably say Sahil. 
All right. I like it. Funny. Good guy. Yeah. Sahil and uh, French Daniel. Yeah. Who's best to pick the restaurant? Ooh. I'd probably say either Tony or Six Year. Yeah. Very distinguished. Or um, <laughs> or uh, Chris. Uh, he's also a junior. He transferred this year from UConn. So, yeah. I like the, it. Out of those two. Most likely to hook you in practice. Just to get under your skin. I'm not saying he's a hook, but they're going to get under your skin. Uh, Probably UV. I'd yeah. say UV. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, in fairness, that's that's what you got to do, right? Sophomore trying to establish yeah. yourself. Got to get under that skin. Yeah. Yeah, that's half the fun. I like a messiest locker. Oh, uh, well, we actually don't have a locker room, so that doesn't apply. Fair. But I'd probably messiest. Uh, I'd probably say Mike. Yeah. You, got, you live with any of the guys? Yeah. So I live with... Um, Three of the other juniors, and then John and Max. Yeah, that's good. I feel like there's always a tennis house, right? It's always a good time. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's awesome. Well, again, as you look for your team, what's going to be the you know what are you hoping to see uh, as we begin this NCAA tournament? What's going to be the difference for you guys this year? Uh, I think we're all a lot more hungry for it. We we also know exactly what's coming. The the path of the events. Last year was very like up in the air. We really didn't know what was going to happen at all until we got the bid. And then again, nobody on our team had been to an NCAA tournament last year. So it was a very new experience for all of us. But this year, you know, the majority, we've all like won indoors. So we know what that feels like. The three-day tournament, we've all been to conferences now, three-day tournament. And the majority of the team played in NCAAs last year. So I think... Probably the biggest thing is just having a ton of experience um, in this situation now and not going into it being like completely like new to it all. Mm -hmm. Now, do you want to play Chicago again? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you'll play Chicago again? I think we will, yeah. Uh, That's what I look forward to seeing as well. Well, give me one Toddism as well. There's got to be some good Toddisms, right? Like it's got to be one or two he turns to every match. I can't let you go unless I ask the question. Um, he's always got his little notebook that he tries to write. He he tries to write down. I think I, I don't even know what he writes in there. I know he has the scores of all the courts. I don't know if he's writing like notes and like points too in there, but he's always got the, the notebook in the hand during the COVID, um, pandemic. It's been, especially when we're in the heat, he'll go both arm sleeves, um, then bucket hat sunglasses and then masks so you <laughs> cannot see any part of his face um but he's complete in disguise so yeah that's probably I why you guys won you couldn't read his face in the national indoors you're like he must be very proud of us right now and so you just keep <laughs> rocking and rolling i love it but no i mean again james uh it's been so awesome to see your guys's success and uh again you it watching you guys compete it's everything college tennis is about and so really looking forward to seeing this division three ncaa tournament unfold obviously it's as any level it's going to be extraordinarily competitive and yeah you guys are going to be right in the mix as well so wishing you and the team luck and success and welcome to our project elite team by the way happy to have you here thank you i'm happy to be here for sure i appreciate it a lot yeah of course be safe be healthy we'll chat more soon thanks sounds good
Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Case Western All-American James Hopper. A huge thank you to him for taking the time to chat. Obviously, we are wishing he and his team success throughout the remainder of this Division Three season. Promises to be a fun postseason tournament. And, of course, for your coverage of all things NCAA postseason, head on over to our Great Shot podcast feed. We've previewed the men's and women's draw. One final mailbag show tonight before postseason play gets underway. And we get to sit back and watch all of the action unfold. Fold. Of course, if you're looking for updates on the ATP and WTA Tour, head on over to our mini break podcast feed. We've got you covered. And of course, for all of your updates, just tune in to the website, crackrackets.com. Like, rate, subscribe, review on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube for the immediate updates at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly? I am at AL Gruskin. A shout out, as always, to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, on the ones and twos, and who has a f- of an any job to do day in, day out. Shout out as well to our friends at Swing Vision. Remember, click on the link in the description to this podcast to learn more and use that promo code crack 20 on sign up with all of that said for my fantastic guest james hopper super producer daniel westoff our friends at swing vision from all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you've been listening to another edition of the cracked interviews podcast stay safe stay healthy talk to you all soon thanks everyone